Okay, we're live. We're yeah, yeah. we're here, hey, here with up? here with Jack Toffer, locked down in Southern California, getting fined if you don't wear your mask in public. Is that true? I haven't heard that, and I've been walking around to the grocery store and stuff today with no mask on. I so, thought that uh, was highly suspect. Somebody yeah. said that about Southern well, California. I walked by a police car too, so I'm glad he didn't uh, write me a ticket. I would have uh, used my jujitsu and ran. <laughs> for real for yeah. real what is what is it like i know you guys are experiencing a lot of uh a lot uh, you are locked down is that correct i mean for the most part you can go to the grocery store and stuff it's not a lockdown it's like i don't watch the news so uh maybe i'm uh, a little uh you know being a bad boy i it's just it's 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 uh what do they call it like um it's just suggested that this is to my knowledge and I, I haven't gotten any updates. I don't know about that face mask rumor or the lockdown rumor, yeah, but it's Adam. just basically, it's like, it's suggested that you stay in. That's basically it. Mm -hmm. Like you see people running, going for jogs, walking their dogs and shit. So yeah. It's no yeah. It's also really rainy here right now. So that kind of helps people stay indoors too. Dude, there's going to be a monster baby boom in like nine months. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. That'll offset our population losses right there. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make up for it instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have, do you know anybody that's been hit with the virus or anything like that? No. One of my students, dads, um, my student from the gym, uh, his dad had it. Dang. But he, did he, he recover? recovered. Yeah. He's home. Yeah. I posted something I probably shouldn't because I just, I, I don't like to debate online. I just don't have the energy for it. Like I'll debate in person all day, but like typing out my thoughts and all that shit and then getting everybody with an opinion online. Um, but anyway, I posted this thing on uh, Facebook last night. Um, the uh, Falsi or whatever that, uh, that guy's name is, however you say it. Um, he's on, you know, he's uh yeah. Okay. What's his position? Fal it's um, Falci, uh I don't know what is official. Uh, he's like head of the uh, virology or something like that, or infectious disease, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that guy. He posted um, that there's a, they are going to assume sixty thousand deaths, but if you take sixty thousand divided by three hundred and twenty-seven million. It's this is the amount of population that uh sorry right there. Yeah. Zero point zero 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 one eight. So basically that's the, the, the death that's the death rate. So it looks like it's not gonna be as bad as we anywhere near expected. They were thinking three percent, but three percent at three hundred and twenty seven million is a lot of people. So I don't know if the disease is actually not as dangerous as they thought it was. Um, they, I think the, the recent thing I read is like 88% of people who catch it are going to be asymptomatic, meaning they, they're not going to exhibit anything or it's going to be really, really mild. And then the other 12% are going to have like, you know, it's going to kind of kick their butts. And then of that 12%, like a very small fraction are actually going to die at this point in time. Um, 
So like that made me really happy and hopeful because it's been really shitty, you know? It's like my fucking doorknob scares me more than anything. You know, I'm like, I touched the doorknob. I'm going to die, you know? And it's like... Oh, I've been like covering like with my hand in my sleeve to like open the door and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I, and I would never behave that way normally. I mean, I kind of would. Like, I don't like try to touch surfaces that are like high traffic surfaces but man it it has uh it has raised everyone's concern and awareness yeah the social justice is through the roof yeah for sure that's why i'm like uh i, I woke up this morning and there was like 87 replies on the thing and i'm like i'm just gonna delete this shit i'm like i'm i don't if whether they're pro or against i don't care right now i'm just deleting this shit like i accidentally started a little fucking internet war um really really funny uh there's this friend of mine her name's Col colby and uh um we we have this like back and forth shit talking banter she's actually really good at it and i'm trying to catch up but um she said something to me she goes like like uh, like shut up you uh human mattress and i was like what do you want to lay on me and then she goes i would rather lick doorknobs in wuhan <laughs> and i was like oh she fucking roasted my ass it was so good the other one that she gave that she gave me was um she called me the ken doll gone wrong <laughs> and i was like god damn it i can't i can't come back from that <laughs> bro you're to me you're just like Polly shore's cousin jackie shore jackie shore right <laughs> <laughs> like great uh, oh man using the juice okay there there is um our one of our senators here in arkansas released some piece of um something to the public that said the china virus on it yeah yeah i mean i can understand how someone would say that but um it does stigmatize and it's not like we don't even know where it originated it could have been it, i mean likely it's it's from wuhan because that's where the first cases were but um but it could have been brought in from somewhere else you know but uh yeah it's crazy shit it really is man well, dude, I, I just felt like we obligatorily had to get that shit out of the way. We had to talk, yeah. we had to say something about it. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, it's funny, I did uh, another podcast with a friend of mine. Um, she's uh, one of the dirty dozen black belt women. Um, she's up in Seattle. Her name is Cindy Hales. She's she's a badass. But um, she, we were just like talking jujitsu, 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 jujitsu. Then it came up, and I'm like, I don't want to. Everyone's talking about it. Like, let's move on to some other shit. So. It was obligatory. It's out of the way. It's good to see your fucking sexy face, dude. I'm happy to be talking to you. Same, man. And I'm glad that you like, I have seen some, some different posts. So I'm glad to, to know that you're not like experiencing some sort of crazy, like complete lockdown or anything like that. No, it's um, all good. There's all yeah. sorts of stuff, but man, um, basically we are going to talk a bunch of jujitsu. Honestly, yeah. that's what I want to talk to you about. Um, Perfect. this is a jujitsu episode of the podcast jiu-jitsu unraveled do you do you have you have life unraveled and then you have jiu-jitsu unraveled yeah so like remember when you came on last time we just talked about everything dude we talked right. about skrillex elvis's yeah. grandson like <laughs> yeah. eating burritos whatever but um yeah i've done like i do several like spinoff shows like i try and stay on uh like it would be very easy for me to talk about jujitsu in every one of my podcast episodes because yeah. of what I it's do. A huge, huge part of your life. And same thing for history. So, like, I try and segment all of it out so my, like, listeners of, like, a normal interview 
won't get burdened with chokes. A lot of talk and chokes and technical details and stuff. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. That's cool. Well, man, um, what have you been up to? I know that you've been like, man, over the last couple of years, you've been traveling like crazy, Australia, the Philippines. Um, what's, what's some of the international travel you've been doing um, and why? Um, it, was, it was really interesting. I don't know what changed, um, but uh, I got, I'm like, a t- I actually saw a stat on this the other day. Um, I think like 44% of Americans have never left the country. And there was like 11% have never left their state or something weird like that. Um, I don't know if that's accurate or not. I just read it. Um, But uh, I was one of those 44% until about four or five years ago. And I I think maybe eight years ago, I just decided to get a passport and I didn't use it. And I just had it just in case, you know, and um, I was sitting (laughs) just watching TV one day and then my, I get a message on Facebook and uh, these people in the Philippines go, you know, this guy, Pat, he's a fucking rad dude, uh, brown belt, should be a black belt. But um, uh, anyway, so um, I'm sitting there and he's like, hey, would you, you know, I saw some of your videos. Would you consider coming to um, the Philippines to teach? And I was like, it was so weird because it was so out of the blue and nobody's like asked me to go to another country. So my reply was, yeah, sure. Just throw me on a couch and don't let me get stabbed. And then, um, and I, I meant it, you know, and he's like, no, we'll actually fly you out. We'll, we have a condo. Um, we'll put you up. And then um, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, you definitely. And they're great. We'll get back to you. And I think it was like two weeks later, they're like, hey, so we're looking at these dates. Do they work? And I go, yeah, sure. And uh, he goes, cool. Can you send me a picture of your passport? And I was like, uh, this is a wax scam. Like, I feel uncomfortable. And then I was like, who else have you had out there? And they had Chris Howder. They had, um, the, they're, they're affiliated under Brotherhood Jiu-Jitsu, but the, um, I can never say his last name, Nick Gregori. Gregor, yeah, Gregorius. Yeah. So I heard a lot of people just call him Nick G because nobody can pronounce it. <laughs> but anyway, they, they've had him out and stuff like that. So I, I called Howder. I'm like, what's the address of the school? I looked up the area and there's actually a school there. I went to their website. I was like, okay, it looks legit. And um, uh, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I flew out there. They were super accommodating. They were really nice. And then same thing happened, um, I don't know, three years ago. Just some randos hit me up on um, uh, Facebook again and said, hey, we saw your videos. You know, would you come to Australia and teach? And I was like, yeah. That one got really funny because he's like, cool. Well, um, I have this, do you mind staying at my house? And I was like, oh no, like, I don't know this guy. Like, I don't want to, I'm like, no, I need a place to stay and please. And then uh, anyway, I'm really good friends with those guys now. And uh, I, I think um, they brought me down four, maybe five times. But um, so it's like, I, I got really cool friends. It's like, I have a lot of friends there, like in Australia, I got really good friends in the Philippines. But when I was in Australia, um, the, the, the Philippines people saw me down there and they're like, hey, you're just down the street. You know, can we fly you up since you're so close? And I said, yeah, I'll arrange my schedule so we can make it happen. I went back up there, did my second seminar at that, that school. But a second school said, hey, we saw you in town. Can we get some privates? I was like, yeah, sure. So I gave them a private and they're like, dude, we've never seen this. Can you do another hour? It's like, I'll do another hour. And they're like, cool. And then it was like, hey, can you come back tomorrow and do like more privates? And I was like, yeah. And so I ended up flying home 
And uh, I just thought about them and was like, hey, do you, do you have any questions? Can I help you? Do you have any, do you need anything on the techniques and stuff like that? And they were so blown away with that because they're like, no black belt has ever, ever reached out to us, checked on us. How, like, how are you doing? How's it going? And um, uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about the CTC program because I know they're, they've got, they, it's really, really professional. But um, I guess uh, these people in the Philippines felt like it was just strictly a business. It's like, you know, like if you need something, pay us. It's like, there was, it, you know what I mean? It was just purely transactional. No, like human, it wasn't like a human connection. So anyway, they, they said, um, I went back to the States and they go, hey, we have an idea, but would you be willing to come out here and do a seminar at our school, not the, the first school? And I said, yeah. And um, they took me out to dinner um, with their investors and they said, we want to leave uh, the Gracie University um, and we want to affiliate under Jack Toffer. And I was like blown away. And then we talked about it and stuff. And um, I was like, let's do this. And so I, I, those guys, I, I really care about. They got a great school. They have a good energy, good vibe. And uh, um, they're doing that invisible type jujitsu. Yeah, so that they're having a lot of fun down there. Well, not right now. Philippines, that's on lockdown. And literally, I gotta send you, I'll find a clip and send you this video. The president is like, we will shoot you dead on the street like we will it's fucking murder you. yeah bananas so they're like really stressed out down there right now but yeah yeah man we, well in here in like in our state we were one of the first waves of businesses that had to close is that right yeah yeah like like yeah within the the very first week that they close anything so Damn. but uh but man like i said i've been i found the positive in it i'm still exercising uh, yeah. we're filming tons of content. I'm doing tons of podcasts and doing tons nice. of history. So it's, it's just winning. Yeah. Awesome. You look good, I, dude. How much weight did you lose? Um, I've lost about, uh, I'm down in the like upper one eighties still. Nice. So I weighed like up to two Oh seven. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, I, I feel so much better, you know? Yeah. You look good. Um, I, uh, I was at like 202, 204 and I was like, oh man, I was, I went during the holidays. I went to Utah and I spent three weeks there and I, I, when I first arrived, I weighed myself and I was 185 and I left and I was 202. I put on 17 pounds and then I kind of kept it on and then I was lifting and I was getting strong and stuff. And I was like, I'm just so, I, I'm too heavy. Like I don't like it. So, um, I, I'm down in the upper, um, 180s. I did eat an entire pizza the other day, <laughs> so I might be back up some water weight and some, yeah, maybe a beer or two. Man, I've been, um, I've been running a lot during this downtime. That's been yeah. one thing. Do yeah, a lot of shadow I, boxing too. A lot of shadow boxing. That's cool. Yeah. Both are great cardio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they really are. Like, honestly, the shadow boxing is probably like one of the, the best workouts I've been doing. I've been doing some circuit work and uh stability balls stuff like that i've been i've been able to exercise and get to get the training in you ever mess around with kettlebells yeah i've got uh i have a bunch the highest i think the heaviest <laughs> one i have is 50 pounds right now i had a 60 and a 70 but they were like real old and kind of bust up my game away okay yeah um i've got a, a strength and conditioning coach robert pingatori and um he's one of our students at kama jiu-jitsu and i just I, really just get along with the dude we have we, we like vibe really well but um he that's what he does for a living he is a, a personal trainer and then also a writer actually but um he he's had me doing like um 
kettlebell workouts, real strict uh, Pavel style, kind of like strict kettlebell stuff. And uh, man, I just noticed a huge difference, specifically in like um, the Turkish getup, because it works your core so well and like your balance and everything. It's like, I really, really felt a difference from uh, the get-ups and kettlebell swings It instantly helped out my jujitsu. It just made my body more stable. Um, so that I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I've been, nice. yeah, been, I've been, yeah, I've been getting those in uh, while I can. Yeah, I really, I do enjoy kettlebell work. That's something I've integrated into my training over the last probably three or four years. Um, I love doing swings as well. I do in like a swing and then like a, like a, a forward, like a frog jump at the end of the swing. Oh, interesting. Going, yeah. Going up and down the mat. I do a lot of mobility drills at the kettlebell. Nice. Um, one guy to check out, he's worked with several UFC fighters. He has a weird name. Functional Patterns is the name of his business. Okay. I'm going to, I'm putting it in my phone right now. Yeah. Functional Patterns. He, he puts out a ton of content on Facebook uh, and on YouTube. Uh, he's worked with like, um, Sorry, I texted you, but that was like the, the first note thing that was open. So Nad, Nadi Aguilar is his name. Nadi Aguilar. All right, cool. Yeah, he's worked with who's that one guy in the UFC? Jeremy um Jeremy Jeremy Stevens? Yeah. He was like, sick knockout if power. I don't know if he's still in there, but yeah, uh, Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, he's Dude, worked, I, I, I lose track. Oh, anyway, he's worked with who else? Uh, he just different UFC fighters, but that's one in particular. Um, let's see. He, but this dude's insane. He will give you, he's given me tons of workout ideas. Uh, cool. And he's big, big, big on posture. Oh, good. Yeah. So, yeah. My guy is like, he won't let me move up in weight um, unless I got everything like perfect. Um, he got me up to, I pulled 405 pounds on the deadlift. But he, he wouldn't, I'm like, I think I can do it. And he's like, no, you're, you know, it's like, you're, anyway, so he's working on my grip, my posture. Um, same with on the, the kettlebell swings and my, my get-ups. It's like, no, you have to do it perfect. And then when I got it, he'll let me move up and wait. So he's been, uh, that, I think that's really important. You know, like, I also, you know, the jujitsu, there's a ton of people who do CrossFit. Um, and I know a lot of CrossFit gyms will train you on proper technique and posture in the beginning. But um uh, when you, it's like, you got to push yourself and push yourself. And like, you could do it. Come up more reps, more reps go. And I think that's why people get injured is because they're just trying to do it and their back is swaying and whatever. And they're just trying. And then the whole group's like, yeah, you got to do it. Don't be a pussy. Let's go. And then, you know, then they get like herniated discs and this and that. So I'm glad this guy, I'll check out his, uh, his, uh, workouts. And I'm glad to hear that he's really big on posture. Cause it's like, if your posture is out man, you're going to just get injured. For sure, for yeah. sure. Uh, man, you've Dude, taught me so so much about posture too. It's insane. Say that again. I said you've taught me so much about posture since I've known you. It's insane. Like probably um, more so than anybody. And like, ironically, that guy that I'm referring to, I've heard him talk about it a lot too. But just how important it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in jujitsu, like. Really, this, the, I mean, there's moves, but what underlies the moves is your posture, your weight distribution, being connected to your opponent. Um, those are the things that make jujitsu very effective. And then uh, if you reverse engineer that, if I can break your posture, mess up your weight distribution, 
and disconnect from you on where you want to be uh, in control of me, then I can really mess up your game, you know? Yeah. 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 Man, so you mentioned um, you mentioned the the your guys in the Philippines. Um, you know, they affiliated with you, so you formed a jiu-jitsu association. Uh, kind, kind of. Um, it's yeah, quite, like, what, what can you say about all that? Like, what do you got going on with that? Well, it was funny. They're like, hey, so, you know, we, we got an idea. We want to be under jackpot for jiu-jitsu. And I just told them, I was like, there is no jackpot for jiu-jitsu. Why don't, why don't you go under comma jiu-jitsu? And they're like, we don't, we don't know comma, and we like you. So let's start, a, let's start an association. And he's like, let's, let's blow the doors off this place and let's have a bunch in the Philippines. And um, it was kind of interesting. I, I had a miscommunication with Dave. And he's like, so you're, he thought I was basically leaving comma jujitsu. And I was like, no, 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 no. So we, it was a little weird for like two days. And then I'm like, can we, can we sit down and talk? Because I just kind of blurted at him real fast. And um, he kind of caught him off guard. So he's like, what do you want? And he's like, I'm going to back you up on what you want. But what is it? I'm like, I don't want to leave Kama Jiu-Jitsu. I want to have my school in the Philippines. And it's going to be on Team Kama. Just like you are always under Hickson. And on your logo, it says Kama Jiu-Jitsu, Team Hickson Gracie. Um, I'm going to have Team uh, under, I'm going to be part of Team Kama Jiu-Jitsu. And he's like, oh, okay. And he was like, I fully support that. I got your back. Um, like, no big deal. You don't have to pay me royalties. He's like, when you promote, it promotes us. So like, you know, when the, the tide comes in, all the ships rise. And uh, he's like, you've done so much for the school and this and that. So he was really, really supportive. Um, and so uh, there isn't really an association, but um, it, oddly enough, I've had four schools in the U.S. ask to be under me. And it's, it's a little bit awkward. So I'm like, maybe I should put together an association. Are you... Are you other than the Philippine uh, guys, or are there any other schools that are affiliated with you? No, no. There, I just got, um, it was funny, the week of when I went to the Philippines, there was a school in South Carolina that asked, hey, can we be under Jack Top for Jiu-Jitsu? I just got an email or a Facebook message yesterday or the day before the school. This guy was like, hey, I want to start a school. I want to be uh, under your affiliation. And then there was one more person who um, asked. So it's, it's something I'm going to have to look at and figure out, but, um, yeah, it's, it's funny cause I, I, I'm super loyal to Dave Kama. And so I got to kind of figure that out and I don't, I don't want to leave Kama Jitsu. I don't want to, uh, have a conflict of, like, I don't know. I gotta, I kind of have to sort it out. And, um, I haven't talked to Dave about that cause he like, it's just randomly like three other people have asked me to be under Jack Toffer Jitsu. So I might just scare him, try to get him under Kama. Or maybe if I'll only do international associations, so it doesn't really mess with. I don't know. I have to. I have to figure all this out. Does Kama have a lot of affiliates? No, there's like three, three point five, yeah. something like that. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like a, a small amount. Yeah, he's such a badass dude, man. He's so laid back, and it's like, it's funny because I realized that um, he was my age when I started with him. So he's like. I think he's like, well, maybe he's like 53 or 54, but I'm like, fuck, man, I've been under this dude for 20 years and he's put up with my dumb ass when I was in my early twenties. You know, it's like, you know, everything you're arrogant and like you're full of testosterone and stuff like that. And I, I just kind of like recently have reflected back over my long-term relationship with him. And he's just so like patient, just such a dope dude, you know, um, really supportive, really like laid back. 
yeah. I'm a little more high strung. Man, uh, when did you, you know, not like trying to get like super into your whole background, because I'm sure that you've talked about it all over the place. But like, when did you first get with Dave? Like, how did you hear that he was the guy to go see? Crazy. Um, it was either 1995 or 1996. I was in Tampa, Florida, because I got a, um, a, 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 my brothers out there. And uh, my mom was like, she, she wanted us to get out of Utah. She wants us to go everywhere and visit shit. She was like, go stay with your brother for the summer. And I was down there and um, Hicks and Gracie was having a, a seminar. So I went to it and then his assistant was Dave Kama. And Dave back then in 95 was a brown belt. And um, funny enough, I'm in California. I didn't know who that guy was, but I, I'm really good at remembering people's faces and shit. But I was at this, uh, I think it was called the Copa Pacifica, but I'm just sitting there watching a tournament. And I literally just casually look over to my, uh, to my left. And it's, it's that dude. I was like, hey, I remember you. I met you in Florida and I, I, I rolled with you and you're a brown belt. It's like, yeah, I got my black belt now. I'm like, cool, give me your number. I'm training with you. And then, uh, so I've been, that was maybe in the year 2000, 2001, and I've been with them since. Nice. Yeah, bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so since you've been training with Kama, you've trained with a bunch of other people that I would consider notable that I would love to train with, honestly, if I had the chance, like uh, Henry Akins, uh, uh, Howder. I know that you've taught some seminars with Howder. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and traveled around a little bit with him. Um, what could you, what, what's it been like being around like some of these, some of these guys? I mean, you all just have a very interesting approach to jujitsu. And I have only personally trained with you, but I've, I've seen, I've got a Howder, DB, uh, BJJ Fanatics, and, and I've seen what those guys have done. I've been fortunate enough to train with Hickson a couple of times, but um, what's it like being around these guys with this is truly unique flavor of jujitsu? It's weird because it's like normal to me to a degree now, um, just because I guess I'm circulating in that that uh, that that world, you know. But um, I was at Hicks, Hickson was teaching at Crohn's about four or five years ago, and I had just seen that that uh, Howder video where he like breaks down the history of uh, like jujitsu. It's a fucking awesome video, right? And I was like, dude. I saw your video. That's fucking great. And I was like, did you know any of this Hickson stuff? Like with posture, can I show you something? And he was like, like, what the, like, okay. And so I'm like, yeah, you do it like this and like, do it to me. And then we like go back and forth. And I'm like, Hickson was showing this shit the other day, never saw it. And he just lit up. And so Hickson taught for like two years at Crohn's. And so, uh, how does a fucking nut job? And I mean that with uh, the utmost affinity, but he, he, he's a fucking nut job. And, uh, he, he's like, because anytime we'd go to drill, he's like, Toffer, get over it. You're with me. And it's like, okay, sir. <laughs> and uh, he was my drilling partner for like a year, something like that. We were always just training together. And his jiu-jitsu is really good, like really, really good. You can, you can see it doesn't have the Hickson signature on it. It's got the Higa Machado signature on it. But he loves the Hickson stuff. And he was really – and he just – he's – but one thing that's really cool about Howder is like he's always learning. He's always asking questions. He's always like, "What do you do in this one?" Okay, good. Here's what I do. And he's like, he's a student of the game, and uh, yeah, he's a real special individual. So um, hanging with him is always fun. He cracks me up. The shit that he's—it's weird because he's an intellectual. He's also like a jock, and uh, you know, he's also a family guy. But so he's got this like interesting 
uh, he's just an interesting dude, uh, and I, I, I like him a lot. I appreciate him. And then uh, Henry Aikens, um, it's funny because I think it was like 10 years ago, I think I was at Brown Belt, and I, I just decided I want to, because Hickson was gone, so I wanna, I've got Dave's perspective over the last you know, 10, 15 years. Let me go see about Henry Aikens. And if I could, you know, um, Chris Saunders and all these other guys. But Henry was like, and Shane, but he's up in Canada. But um, I hit him up for a private and then we just kind of stayed in touch a bit. And then we became friends. Funny enough, his good buddy used to put on these um, monster, uh, they weren't raves, but like raves, like uh, big outdoor festivals. And um, I think the guy's name is Destructo. His name's Gary, but he's like this huge DJ. But he would put on these massive, massive festivals, like 30,000 kids out up in like downtown LA or big parks. It was called like um, uh, Day of the Dead or like um, Hunt or like, no, it was Hard, Hard Halloween and Hard Summer. Those were like the two main ones. And he rented a cruise ship and they had like um, the Holy Ship, I think is what they called it. But um, anyway, so like Henry's like, yeah, I know, I know Gary, I'll, I'll get you in. Like, come on, let's go hang out. So he, he's a really laid back dude. He's been very supportive with me. Um, yeah, and he, he, the guy is just like a PhD in jujitsu. He really is. He's got a really profound understanding. Um, so it's cool to like, you know, chill with that dude. I'm like, it's really good to see his success. Um, and then uh, I don't know who else you wanted to know about like training with, but um, uh you know, there's Hickson, but you said you got to train with him. Hickson, Hickson, Hickson is on a different level. Um, his understanding is just like, just fucking blows my mind. And he can just make these small adjustments and he can see shit that is like, just over me. And it's really cool. He goes, my father told me, he's talking about Elio. He goes, you don't teach the student what he wants. You teach the student what he needs. And when you're at that high of a level, you can see what he's missing or you can see his errors and stuff like that. So every private I've had with Hickson, um, I've just walked away like, whoa, that changed everything. And then it takes me a long fucking time to process it. There was one time at the end, he just dumped on like 15 different escapes for different stuff. He was like, what do you do here? What do you boom, 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 boom. And I was just like, I left just like in a cloud. And then it's cool because I have a, I have a really good mental retention of the details of the technique, whether or not I put them in my body, my DNA and muscle memory is a different thing, but I can remember what he did and then I have to go back and drill it. But man, in one private, he gave me a year's worth of shit to work on, like, you know, really just drill. And uh, so that's, that's kind of blown my mind. Yeah. How many times did you say you've trained with Hickson over the years? I trained with him a bunch since I've known you. I mean, uh, yeah private lessons or, or otherwise i mean i know it might be hard to keep up with but because he was teaching in the early 2000s and almost like every sat it was for like a period of time every saturday i would drive up i think i was blue and purple belt and i would drive up there and uh he was teaching and then you know he kind of fell off the map there for a little bit and then over the last five years he taught for like six or eight months at crohn's two times a week and then the next year, it was just like one time a week from like maybe April to November, he taught. And I attended as many of those classes that I possibly could. So, I mean, that's a lot of classes. And then I've been to six seminars of his maybe. And then I don't know how many hours of privates I've had, but I'm, I'm guessing like uh, private or semi-privates has been like 15, 20 hours. I'm not sure. 
Yeah. Man, I've only, I mean, just, I got to do those two seminars with him. One was an hour long. And then I think that one that, that we were together. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, and, but man, I just know, and, and it's real, it's real similar to like when you and I have trained together and probably the same sort of thing that leads you to get emails from the Philippines and shit is that it is just, it is a different type of jujitsu. It's a, it's a, it's profound. Like that's yeah. the only way I can describe it. And, and it just has such a big impact on me. I mean, I've trained a lot, but every, anything that I've ever been exposed to from that, like uh, wellspring of, ju of, of jujitsu details is truly and definitively unique. That's yeah. I mean, I just can't comment on that enough. It's, People describe it as, you know, Aikens calls it hidden jujitsu and, and Hickson uh, refers to invisible, uh, the invisible jujitsu. Yeah. But, but man, I mean, call it what you want. It, it is something different than what you're seeing in the sport than what you're seeing uh, other high level people teach and do. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, the, I guess, um, a lot of jujitsu people, it's just a series of moves to them. And um, they sort of leave out the, what I was saying earlier, sort of some of the weight distribution, the connect, definitely the connection and um, like the posture and stuff like that. I mean, they'll talk about it, but Hickson has gotten, he's figured out some things that nobody else really has. Not that there isn't like beautiful, incredibly effective and efficient jujitsu elsewhere, but Hickson has figured out his own things. And um, I resonate with that too. Um, for me, you know, it really works. And there's guys that can kick my ass and all that stuff. And I'm not a pro athlete training like a motherfucker right now, but, um, but yeah, it is, it is definitely unique. It's very different. It feels different. Um, and the amount of power, like I was working with someone today on standing posture and, um, the idea of connection and dude, it's like, it's so weird. It feels like the guy has a force field and you're fucking bouncing off it. Now here's what's something else that I, I want to say, because I got real um, active online kind of talking about it when Hickson was teaching up at Crohn's because a lot of the guys, um, I think it came from when Hickson was fighting. It was sort of like my life and livelihood and family and everything's on the line because I'm fighting in MMA. And um, it's kind of like, I don't want to give my stuff out to everybody. So it was kind of like a guarded sort of private circle, but some people would talk about it and like, Oh, it's invisible. Oh, it's hidden. You know, it's, Oh, it's this and that. And then it kind of got this, like, people started like, oh, yeah, it's like the death touch, huh? Oh, it's like your chi power, huh? Oh, it's like woo-woo. And um, uh, it was really cool. I had a conversation with Hickson one time. It was, it was funny. He was teaching on the side of the mat, and I asked him a question. Like, how did you figure this out? He's like, oh, you know, it's leverage. And my, my daddy taught me leverage and stuff. I'm like, no, nobody is teaching this. And he goes, yeah, you know, like connection and this and that. I'm like, no, no, Hickson nobody is teaching this. How did you figure this out? And then he kind of looked at me. He's like, okay. And then he started talking to me. He's like the bridge, for example, the way he does the UPA, he goes to me, it's like, I'm an architect or like an engineer. I, I wanted to figure out the highest, longest, strongest bridge with no breaks in it. And I figured out if I move my head and I do it this way, then I can have one continuous thing. So he's like, it's physics. And I was like, so happy that he told me that because that's all it is. It really is physics. And um, if you can put your body weight and then create a structure in a certain way, it's very, very powerful. But if um, you're always as uh, weak as a link, the, you're as 
weak as the, you know that saying, the chain, one of the links in the chain, falls apart, chain breaks. So he, he just can teach you kind of how to like create a really like sturdy structure to generate a lot of force with. Did you look like you need a Red Bull, brother? No, no, I'm good. I was just looking down. Cora just texted me that my parents are here. Oh, shit. Uh, no, you no, no. Short or are you good for no, a bit? No, no, no. We're good. We're good. Okay. Um, so a couple, of, a couple other things I wanted to, to hit on, man. Um, you want to hit on me? I knew it. I dude, knew it. You have some of the greatest one-liners, I will say, <laughs> my friends. Um, I but, forget your, um, that, dude, I forgot that I said it, but it was at your wedding and I was talking to that girl and your buddy reminded me of it. I love that guy. He goes, dude, you had the best pickup line ever. And I go, what was it? And he goes, do you have an ugly boyfriend? And she's like, no. I'm like, do you want one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just made it up on the spot. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad he reminded me that I said that. Cause yeah, it's pretty funny. Hilarious. Yeah. Man, have you trained with Crown very much over the years? No, um, I, I, I rolled with him once when he was like 12. And then um, I've taken two classes from him, but I rolled with him once. Dude, that motherfucker is a monster. He's really good. It's like, he's a little different than Hickson. He, he's got a lot more motion in his game, but um, you, he's still got that connection. He's still got that like killer instinct. But uh, yeah, dude, he's, he's good. It, it was really cool. I still kind of need to process that role because it was like two months ago or something like that. Yeah. Did you, um, did you watch, did you go to his last fight? Not the last one, but the first, first UFC fight in uh, um, Phoenix. Yeah. Where he uh, tapped out Alex Caceres in like a minute or two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, think he, I don't even think he got touched once. Yeah. In that fight, the Cubs won some fight. That's a different story. Yeah. Is that what didn't you didn't you train with Maynard when you went down to uh, Phoenix for that one? I had lunch. I had lunch with Maynard in when Phoenix, and then I trained with him like a month ago. Well, like in uh, January. Yeah, February. like right before it was right before Combat Jiu Jitsu Worlds, right? Or, oh, or was cool. that or whatever those Combat Jiu Jitsu matches were? Yeah, it was like that same weekend. Yeah. How how was that, man? I I, I saw that you. Um, that you were there checking it out yeah um he's he's like god that guy's um i'm not necessarily a tool fan like i'll hear it on the radio i'm like oh yeah i know this song um it's funny because everyone went nuts on when he dropped that last album so i've been listening to it a little bit and i gotta say like i have to be in a certain mood for that but they are maybe like the the tightest band i've ever fucking heard like everything it's perfect it's absolutely fucking perfect yeah um but anyway, so like, that's impressive that he's on that creative level. When I met him in Phoenix, he was opening a restaurant. And oh, yeah, check this out. I think I can show you this. When I when he's got this winery. And um, he yeah, when do see us. Yeah. So uh, he when when I met with I trained with him. He's like, here, check this out. Check this out. And uh, he just showed me like about his winery. And he literally so He's, I don't know how many millions of people worth, but he's like, he decided, I'm like, are you a sommelier? Like, are you just like, how do you go? Man, I just, I decided to do it. So I fucking jumped in with uh, two feet. He might've said jumped in balls deep. I'm not sure. Could have been two feet. But, um, and then he's like, well, we just figured it out, me and my buddy. And then he's like, I, you know, I'm out there with the grapes. I'm driving a forklift. I'm doing this and that. So he seems like a really 
I mean, he's like got restaurants, badass musician, and then, you know, winemaker. I don't know what else he's got his hands in, but seems like a very competent guy, but he was also very polite and um, just real, just seemed real comfortable, you know? Um, I know some, you hear about like all the, the celebrities I've interacted with are pretty down to earth, but you hear about some like Prince, like if you can't look me in the eye and like weird shit, you know? Um, they're like, I need 10,000 M&Ms, but they all have to be green. Yeah, part of my contract for my con, you know, you hear weird shit about them, but uh, he seemed like really, really down to earth, but I've only interacted with him twice. So it's not like we're buds or anything. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just recently um, listened to his book and it's super, oh, good. super cool. Good. Yeah. Um, my buddy, Eddie Fivey um, told me about that book. It was something about like contrasting or being the opposite or what was it called? Uh, What's the title the of it? Oh man, what was it called? The perfect union of contrary things. That's I right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good though, man. I've dude, I've done uh, one of the goals I have going. I do these music unravel podcasts. So, um, one of our goals is to listen to all the Tool, all the Perfect Circle, and all the Pussifer albums on the podcast. We've done like oh, seven shit. so far. Yeah, Damn. but man, I love all of Maynard's stuff that he puts out. Um, yeah. He was, I, I think I can say this. He, um, he was like, Hey guys, you know, I got to run. I'm supposed to be in the studio because he's doing a new perfect circle album. A perfect circle or yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. wow. It wasn't pussy for, I'm pretty sure it was a new, uh, he's laying down vocals for that. <laughs> I just, <laughs> you looked lethargic a second ago, but now you're like, Oh my God, I hope it gets released. I don't know anything other than that one statement. He goes, I got to go. I'm doing tracks for that. Yeah. That's all. Well, and they've done so much cool stuff over the years, like remixes and uh, new releases. Who knows what he's that? That has got to be one of the most creative guys. That that's the, the he's an enigma in that way. Is it? He's just like one of the most creative guys ever. Like I, I mean, that's the thing that interests me about him. I'm like, how you do all that stuff? I'm trying to do a lot of stuff. You're doing way more than me, and you're better. And way better. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm not talking shit, but like. Yeah, he's at a professional level, like a really, really high standard on everything he does. He went to West Point Prep School. I was going to say, so my buddy, Eddie, um, he, he knows Maynard fairly well, I suppose. And um, uh, he was talking about that. And that, it was kind of like he was telling me about the title of that book, the, the Perfect Combination of Contrary Things. So he grew up military, then he was an artist, and then he's a businessman. So it's like, yeah, it's all these like... He's got these different, very different hats that he puts on. Yeah. And it, it's all seeming to work. Yeah. Yeah. Man, such an interesting guy. I uh, kinda, really enjoy. I'm, I'm happy that I'm not, I wasn't like this massive tool fan because, because talking to him, I'm like, oh, hey, dude, you know, like, yeah, I heard you had some albums and shit. Like, you know, so it was like, I wasn't, I wasn't weirded out at all. Funny enough, it was the same with Skrillex. Um, I was like, who the fuck is this emo kid moving into my building? Yeah. And then I, I go over and say hi to him. And he's just like the nicest dude. I was like, hey, I saw you're my new neighbor. I wanted to say what's up. If you need anything, I'm like down the hall. You know, and he's like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Here, come check this out. And he like showed me stuff. And then it was like a year later. I was like, dude, I, I heard you were pretty famous. And he goes, yeah, I was in this band called From First to Last. I'm working on new stuff right now. And then like a year later, then he was like fucking boom, Skrillex. Yeah. But I just knew him as like Sonny. He was just like this fucking rad little dude. Yeah. Man, uh, so how, um, 
how much have you trained with Eddie Fivey over the years? I know, like, I did, I had heard about Eddie Fivey through you, but I've heard about him since. Um, and Eddie's then he, another really competent guy. I've, I think he's had me up. I've taught at his academy four or five times, done seminars up there. Yeah, so um, those four or five times, I trained with him at Crohn's. I trained with him um, up in L.A. with Maynard. So that was uh, Maynard and Eddie and I. Um, yeah, so the five seminar five seminars a couple hicks and seminars and then um yeah i don't know for the last five years off very sporadically but he's a great dude anything you, what, you actually in, introduced me to him at the hicks and seminar i just now remembered that that's the first oh, time cool. i met him yeah 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 great dude um he would be a guy that if you want to do a podcast with he's really intellectual he's really like articulate about stuff he would be a, probably a fun guest Oh yeah, I I'm I'll hit you up on that after uh after we wrap it up. That would be super cool because cool. like I'm yeah. trying to uh podcast. I mean, dude, I'll tell you, Caleb has been doing a great job. He's dude. been doing some cool podcasts. He's got a listers on there, man. He really does, man. He's yeah. calling him in, dude. Like when and he had, <laughs> when he booked you, like we'd done that private lesson like the day before, and I'm like, yeah, well, I did a private with Jack yesterday. <laughs> that's awesome yeah well we'll have to do one of those again man i was really happy with how well oh, that yeah. turned out i was almost sad that i hadn't done one previously yeah dude was um that was it thanks yeah that was interesting that was the first online one i did and we stumbled through with some technical difficulties and stuff like that the next one we do i'll have an uki and man i got some really cool shit to show you um like really really fun stuff what what did you work on the last private you did with Hickson, uh, what were some of your big takeaways there? Can you even so talk dumb. about it yet? Yeah. Uh, one thing that changed everything for me was uh, he was really working with us a, a lot on passing. Well, actually, so the, it was me and my two buddies from Australia. They, um, they flew up and we were kicking it. But um, Hickson was basically trying to get the person um, who's under pressure to survive and find comfort and health. That's what, how he calls it. He's like, you need to find comfort and health. And then for the other person, like the person mounted on you, he's like, Jack, fucking, you need to create pressure and force them to make mistakes. You need them to be scrambling and running. And then he's like, okay, wait, 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 you got it on the bottom. Um, let's say it was Chris. Chris, no, you got to find pressure, man. Just breathe, relax, Jack, get him, go, go, go. So he's coaching us on like, just like fucking making someone run uh, and then make mistakes. And then also when someone's relentlessly coming at you, just dude, you gotta stay safe, be cool, breathe. And so I oop it out and he goes, no, 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 no. That's not the drill. You stay under there and you're, you need to find comfort and help. Like you need to know that you can survive. There's gonna be times where you can't oopa. So you gotta just find how to survive. Um, so that was like a big thing. Another thing was on passing um uh, just constantly you never you never it's like he's constantly moving forward like you'll see it all over the place in hickson's jiu-jitsu he's like a ratchet it only goes one way if he he fucking takes an inch you're never going to get that inch back and then he takes another one and another one and another one so i'm passing um he's always just getting his weight it's like it's like an avalanche it's like always there and you're trying to move in this and then he changes the angle and it's coming forward and it's like he never, it, he never goes backwards. So he worked with us a lot on passing and then, um, and then close guard. Funny enough, he told me, he goes, Jack, close guard is for attacking. Open guard is defense. 
And then I, I posted this, I told a story about it, but, and then he, he then goes to show me his open guard and he fucked me up. And I was like, that was your defense? You fucking fucked me up? Dude, and then the next private I did with him was on close guard. Yeah, and that was hell. That was not, not fun. That, that was attacking. But um, yeah, so he, he's, he's there to go for the kill. He told me a story. Um, he, he made an analogy, um, he, like, because we were talking about keep it playful and this and that. And he goes, look, if you're, if you're playful, you're going to miss opportunities. He goes, the point of jujitsu is to survive. It's not to win. It's to not lose. And um, he goes, let's say you and I are lions and there's a, we're hungry, we'll eat anything. And there's a little mouse, you know, in the, the, the fireplace there or whatever. And he goes, that mouse will stay patient, quiet for two, three days while we're wasting energy, running around looking for the house for food. The second we leave the house, that mouse runs out and then gets the morsel. You know, it gets like a crumb and then he survives. So he's like, it's not about like going out there and braving and being stupid and stuff. It's about surviving. And he goes, for example, even lions, lions sit there and they wait patiently and they make little maneuvers and they this and that. And then when the prey runs out, then they take advantage of it. They're right there for the, the animal's mistake. They don't just see a pack, of, um, a pack of zebra and just fucking charge it. So he's like, the idea is to always be safe and then always advancing when you can. And then the second there's an opportunity, boom, you can pounce. So he's like, being playful in this and that, you're going to be like, you're going to starve to death, you know? So he, um, he wasn't talking trash about keep it playful, but he was like, it's, it's serious. Jiu-jitsu is a little more serious. Yeah. Man, how much would you say that what you take away from him is like mindset, thought processes, ways of looking at things? I don't know, man. It's just like, the jiu-jitsu, there's something different about the jiu-jitsu that I learned from you and that I learned from him and that I see him do and put out. It's nice to see him doing videos. But yeah. then there's also that, like, the the feeling component. of right. I, I do notice that certain things I learn or things I've seen of yours I've tried to incorporate. I don't really pick it up until I feel it. Like, even yeah. even when I think I'm doing it right, there's been several techniques that you've corrected me on like when we could get there and hands on with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you kind of asked me a couple of questions there. Um, a lot of the stuff he's taught me is profound. Like he, he told me um, the guy in the bottom is in charge of gravity. So in the closed guard. So he's like, you're the one who is in charge of gravity and how the person falls. And I was like, fuck, I never thought about that, you know, but um, uh the the feeling sensation of it it's interesting like that posture and guard i've had people who are like oh i've seen the video on that and i'm like yeah show me and then they, they're not doing it right and I'm, let me do it to you and they're like what the fuck like dude you feel like an i-beam i'm like yeah and then i'm like okay let's get you till you feel like an i-beam and then they're like oh that's different it's different than what i thought um and then just like cross-side pressure and different different things so a lot of it is it like, the true understanding comes from you know, the mechanics of the technique, but also exactly how it should feel. Yeah. Yeah, there's times where he did shit to me and I was just like, fuck, <laughs> I didn't think he could do that. Like with his legs, when I, in open guard, man, I got fucking thrashed around. Like his open guard is fucking heavy. He's breaking your posture. You're never comfortable. You're tipping over. And the second you try to get your posture back, boom, you to the other side. And then all of a sudden you're kind of in an armbar or some whack-ass choke and you're like, 
it's a nightmare. So I, I wouldn't have ever understood open guard to be like that until I felt it. Yeah. Most open guards are just defensive and pushing away. You know what I mean? There's no weight on you. It's more like bracing and feet and whatever. Um, his is like grabbing you and ripping you around backward, forward, and left and right. You're just like, fuck. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a large component of it is just feeling it. Yeah. Well, man, um, you got anything lined up uh, with uh, any privates or anything with Hicks in the future? You you have any seminars coming up? You have anything to look I for, you know, to be on the lookout was for? Su- was supposed to go to the Philippines on March 21st. That was canceled. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, I'm glad that I didn't go. Um, I'd be under military lockdown. I don't think there's a travel ban between us, but... I don't like, you know, I could have got like stuck there for months, which would have been kind of a really cool story to tell. Like, oh, dude, like I got locked down in the Philippines. It was crazy. Um, so that and then I had three seminars lined up in um, the, on the East Coast and like South Carolina, two, two, two in South Carolina and then one in North Carolina. Um, a UFC fighter. Uh, I'm so bad with names and I'm a little tired. I could look up his name right now, but he's a, a former UFC fighter. They're really nice dude. Um, I'll remember it in a second. I'm just drawing a blank. But um, I was supposed to go teach um, those seminars. But that was it for now. Um, and then I haven't talked to, to Hickson for a minute. Um, I shoot him text messages and, you know, wish him well and stuff like that. Um, or just, you know, say what's up or share, like, you know, some sort of jujitsu success story that I had, you know. Like, oh, dude, I finally, like, I got what you mean by that now. And he's like, awesome, dude, keep training. Um, he's real supportive of uh, me teaching and training. Um, but yeah, no privates lined up. Yeah. Just kicking, yeah, just laying low. Um, you and I could set up a private. Actually, I got, I, I'm doing a private like every day uh, in person. I have a, a private gym that I have a key to, nobody has access to. And uh, so I'll, you know, just do a one on one private I've been teaching. Nice. Yeah. We'll have to set something up again um, super soon, man. I really, like I said, I, I thought that went super well. And um, I was reviewing some of the techniques and have drilled the techniques a few times. When I showed um, McMillan, Josh McMillan, like when you have the two arms on one side and oh. they try and square back up with you and you just roll them over to mount, that blew oh, his yeah. That and the pulling them up. Oh, like, right. The, yeah. All of that blew his mind. It was great. That was top secret. Sorry. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's okay but yeah dude uh it's all good shit i'm glad i'm glad that it was uh that it helped you out yeah no it, it yeah. certainly did man i a uh, lot of value there so we'll have to do it again sometime man well cool. dude i'm gonna wrap it up and see if my parents are still here uh we got about an hour in so okay. um man i appreciate your time i hope you say uh happy and safe and well and that uh things are turned to normal for all of us real soon ditto on all that thanks dude i uh it was really good chatting with you man i always enjoy talking to you all likewise the time. man have a great yeah. day jack okay homie bye all right, see you